for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 343 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, buddy, buddy. We, oh, I know I've said it before, but this week is a light. <laughs> Not a ton going on in the world of Star Wars this week. Much like the barren wastelands of Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, the jundlin' waste. Um, but we'll, we'll make do. We'll figure. We'll we'll get there somehow, I guess. Um, how have you been, buddy? How's your week been? It's been all right week. Uh, the kids have been sick. Oh, I knew it's no. been going around, round robin. And it finally hit me today. So uh, it wasn't just not fun. It's just not fun, you know. Man, that is... Snotty, running at the nose. Liam ran a fever for a while, and then it hit Olivia, and then... Now it's on to Dad. Yeah, so. The first thing I did this morning was puke my guts up, so that's a great way to start oh. your day. Yeesh. It's not the it's not the Rona, is it? I don't know. No, no, I don't believe so. I mean, none of them had the vomiting or anything, and I don't I know. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe I just had a sour stomach or a sinus drainage on the tummy or whatever, but that doesn't... I, I'm very averse to vomiting. I do not like to do it at all. Yeah, I think it's a very uh, niche subset of people that are into that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I used to hang out with some people in college that would drink until they puked, and I was so averse to drinking until I puked, I would never drink enough to get there. Right? Yeah. Like, I would just not allow myself. I know somebody like that. I hated that so much. I knew it didn't, just didn't bother them at all. <clears throat> I knew someone you used to hang out and with in college who would drink until they puked. It was yeah. me. I was that person. I mean, I mean, there were several. My cousin, you know, that was uh, that was definitely uh, a big part of the reason I cut back on drinking so much. Didn't agree with my tummy so much, and it wouldn't even always be that I just drank myself into oblivion. Sometimes it upset my tummy. 
I mean, but you know, cause we were drinking crazy shit, like 99 bananas, but you know, we were trying everything just cause we could, we were legal. You know how, you know, people always talk Jägermeister. about, people always talk about like that one alcohol that they can never touch again. Cause they got so sick <laughs> off, off of it. You know yeah. what I mean? 99 yeah. bananas is that for me, my freshman That's year in college, um, I got so drunk off of not even mixed with anything just straight 99 bananas and i i had chinese takeout drank a bunch of 99 bananas and watched empire strikes back um with uh some friends of mine at their apartment we lived in the same apartment complex i lived in a two-bedroom on the other side of the apartment complex on the first floor obviously they lived on the third floor right so Uh, as legend has it, because I don't necessarily remember any of it. In fact, I know I don't remember any of it. Um, right after Empire Strikes Back, they throw in uh, Return of the Jedi. And mind you, this is before these movies were out on DVD, so we were watching VHSs. Mm, gnarly. <clears throat> this is 2001. And... Uh, Apparently, I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to get sick. I need to leave. And I got up on my crutches, and I left their apartment, and they just heard the fading sounds of me throwing up as I hobbled (laughs) down three flights of stairs on crutches. And they're like, oh, shit. We got to go check on fucking Tiny Tim from Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. And then they they found me sitting at the bottom of the stairs uh and there it, it was easy to find because there was a trail and one of the dudes <laughs> helped me get up laid me on my back had terrible form by the way that's the way hendrix as went i say out. as i say that you don't choke on the bomb on your back and uh on the in the bed of his truck and drove me to my apartment and helped me get inside and my roommate and his friend at the time this kid i i didn't even know it was like you know, those college apartments where they just assign you a roommate, like they're going to fill a room. You know what I mean? There's not a room going un unrented. And apparently yeah. I came in, you know, not great, not uh, pretty worse off for wear or whatever. And <laughs> the guy that dropped me off in my apartment was like, Hey, keep an eye on him. And this dude was like, uh, that is not my responsibility. <laughs> and I had to get up at six o'clock the next morning on Saturday to drive and go to work. Ooh, I was hurting, my dude. Ooh, I was a hurting. A fucking <laughs> seven o'clock customer service shift for an internet oh, service no. provider on a Saturday. Sir, is it on? <laughs> Have you plugged it in? Have you tried turning off and on again? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and and never ever touch ninety nine banana. If 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 a liquor starts with the number ninety nine, I'm staying far away from it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Let me tell oh, you what. Um, <coughs> Those were good times. That house was crazy, man. This was that's, not the house. That's the closest. Well, yeah, that, for you, that was way before that. Yeah, this was. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't move into that house until 2005. I moved into that house shortly before the release of Revenge of the Sith. I remember because one of the first things I did with all of our roommates at that house was go stand in line to get 
Revenge of the Sith tickets. That house is the closest I've ever been in my real life to like an MTV show, like to the crazy shit and shenanigans of some sort of fucking movie. You know what I mean? Some sort Mm -hmm. of 80s college movie. Yeah. Like that. That's the closest (laughs) it's ever come. If if you were to look at uh, if you were to look at the if I had like a stat sheet, like a D and D character stat sheet <laughs> under my total HP, there would be several deductions, permanent deductions from what I put my body through living in that house. <laughs> like I used to ramp my wheelchair into the pool, like the whole remember. thing. You remember? And then I'd have yeah, to all of it. drag that. And no Pitch wonder I'd be like, why is my wheelchair fucked up? <laughs> like, something's wrong with my wheelchair. Oh no. It's uh man that house that house yeah i uh, uh you know because i went from living in that house to moving to birmingham and there was definitely a needed quiet period <laughs> mm-hmm. in my life after living in that house definitely much needed um so i went to mississippi last weekend i went over for a saturday visit two saturday visits to mississippi in a row but this time, and thankfully, instead of going to visit my mom in the hospital, I went to see my nephew play his first t-ball game. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. How was it? It was good, man. It was good. Like, good. you know, it's the, I don't know the age range of all the kids on the two teams, but they're probably like four to five, maybe yeah. six at the oldest. And it's t-ball, so it's not like, you know, super competitive. Super or competitive, yeah. Yeah, but like... Jackson was real stoked to see me. That made me feel nice. And then That's um, always a good time. And Goose, old Goose Payne was coaching, which I mean, oh, of course wow. he was. So he's like, "Oh man, Jackson, you get after it, my dude. You get after it. Oh man, it was a good time." Goose is the perfect oh. coach. And so the I get there, right? Kids coach. I get there, and I, um, my dad meets me at my car, <laughs> and I say to him. I bet you I see somebody I either knew from high school or I know or knew from the Boy Scouts because it's, you know, I'm from a small town. There's a percentage. This is a community activity. Yeah. And so we're going. We're trying to find, you know, where my mom and my sister are, which exact field Jackson's playing at because it's like opening day for youth uh, uh, baseball. So there's tons of games going on. It's packed. And we're going, and as my dad is walking with me, from my side, I hear, Halls? Is that you? Uh And I turn, and sure enough, it's this dude, Richie, that I was in the Boy Scouts with. His dad was actually one of the Scout Masters. And so he, like, stoops down to talk to me, and he's like, man, I haven't seen you forever. It's got to be since the Boy Scout days. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, that's awesome. You know, we chit-chatting this whole time. I can see the look in his eyes where he's like, the fuck happened to this dude, man? <laughs> what the fuck but monster am I looking you have at? Super long hair with the super long beard. Yeah, he's looking at me like, God damn, Charles Manson fan club. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Like, I, I just know. I just know what happened that night as he called up his dad. I assume his dad's still around. I hope so, Mr. Uh, Mr. Davenport was a good dude. Uh, I called him up and was like, do you remember Halls? And Mr. Davenport was like, yeah, 
the handicapped kid. He was a weird guy. And <laughs> Richie was probably like, oh, well, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> it, it ain't gotten better yet, <laughs> Dad. Let I me tell you. I saw him and he looked like a wizard. <laughs> I don't know that wizard. <laughs> like wizard would be on the preferable side of ways this dude probably described me. Well, it seemed like he had a positive interaction. Yeah, I mean, dude, I always got along with that dude. He was one of the dudes I liked in Boy Scouts, and there wasn't necessarily a ton of those, you know? Did you bring up digging in your dude? Did you tell him you don't dig in his dude? No, that wasn't Boy Scouts. That was the school I went to. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought Boy, Scouts Boy Scouts was the kid Benji who took a shit on the latrine floor at summer camp, <laughs> and then a bunch of other kids... I was involved as in in and so much as like I tagged along, put a firecracker in the poop and blew it up. That was Boy Scouts, and I didn't bring that up. We we chatted, you know, less than five minutes. You know. Oh man, I wish he had. That would have been classic. Oh, if he had been hey, like, do you, do you remember blowing up that turd? Do you remember that kid Benji and how they blew up his shit? I can't remember if Richie was involved in that or not. Oh, that would have been so good. Oz, I can't believe you blew up shit. I that didn't go everywhere. It was probably on the fucking ceiling. I didn't blow it up. I just like, they came to my tent and they were like, yo, Benji took a shit on the latrine floor and got caught and he's in trouble. And I was like, oh, that's messed up. And they were like, we're going to go blow it up with a firecracker. Do you want to come? And I would, of course, of fucking course. The answer would be yes. Like, yeah, yeah, man. This I understand now and, because but the like, answer to that question is yes. I made it ex explicitly clear I will not be placing nor lighting the firecracker because I ain't trying to slip and fall into the doo-doo. <laughs> you know, I ain't so, trying to I'm eat the poo-poo. Like, no, yeah. I don't so, want to get blown up. But I do want to, you know, be involved in the shenanigans. And so like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was everywhere. Of course it was. It It, it exploded. It was a firecracker. So, uh, listen, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine being the scout leader, like, come the fuck on, guys. Come the fuck on. Grow up. We got one kid who shit on the floor, and then another kid that blew the shit up. Oh, man, those guys. <laughs> uh, There's not enough s'mores in the world to pay me to do that. <laughs> so, that uh. same Boy Scout trip, right? Uh, a bunch of kids got in trouble because, like, when you go to summer camp, each troop has its own little designated area. So, like, you have your own little campground within this huge summer camp, right? And in that campground are a bunch of tents, a bunch of, like, you know, like a fire pit, um, and some picnic tables. And those picnic tables at night, after you go to the mess hall and all that, that's where you all hang out, you play magic the gathering or star wars uh pen and paper rpg or D, &D you know what i mean like that's where mm -hmm. everybody sort of congregates um and some kids got in trouble for carving shit into one of those picnic tables and i initially got fingered for it not Ooh. literally i got not in the good way i, I was uh, buddy, I was I was a young man in the Boy Scouts. There is no good way. All right, <laughs> I was initially a suspect because one of the things the kids carved into the picnic table was the Star Wars logo, 
And oh, not for nothing, they did a really good fucking job. Like, it was pretty oh, yeah. primo carving. But uh, so. The rebel symbol or the empire symbol? Just the Star Wars logo. Like, oh, just Star, Star Wars, Wars the font. Letters. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I was. Okay. Like, the second today, last day of camp, I'm waking up. You know, it's it's sunrise. You get up early. And I come out of my tent, and one of my scoutmasters is just standing there, and he's got a look on his face like he is about to kill a kid. And that look is directed <laughs> at me. And he, oh. like, one of the things, you know, scoutmasters don't really normally curse. Like, that's kind of a no-no. But he was like, Halls, yeah. what the fuck were you thinking? And so immediately I'm like, oh, does he think I blew up the shit? Like, I was an accessory to blowing up the shit, but I didn't blow up the shit myself. I was just there to watch shit get blown up. Yeah. And he goes, why would you carve something into the picnic table? And I was like, hey, man, Mr. Hester, I promise you I had nothing to do that. And he was like, who else would carve Star Wars into the picnic table? (laughs) And I was like, look, man, I understand why you would think it was me because I won't shut the fuck up about Star Wars, a seemingly dead franchise at the time that (laughs) hardly anybody seems to remember or care about but me and a couple other kids. But I swear to you, I had nothing to do with it. And then thankfully, the kid that did do it fessed up to it. And for the next two days, they had two or three of the, the two or three kids involved out there sanding the picnic tables and not with like you know a belt sander or a power sander not even like one of those things that you put the sandpaper on and hold just bare hand on sheet of sandpaper sanding Mm. that shit down man i don't know why you guys are still listening but if you are you should follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod (laughs) and if you really enjoy the show you should check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can go there, you can sign up, and for as little as $3 a month, you'll get access to all kinds of cool stuff. Bonus podcasts. Shows like Jaws, like Oh No, It's Hall Solo, like Cooking with Will, which we recently had a new episode of. We also, by the way, the latest release uh, as of this recording is a, a brand new episode of Oh No, It's Hall Solo, where I talk mm-hmm. about the first episodes of the Halo series and Moon Knight. Oh, cool. Um, we have Blue Harvest Adventures. We have uh, immediate reactions to episodes of Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and the Bad Batch. We have Steve versus the prequels, Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel, Podula Rasa with Emily Lind, uh, Masters of Harvest Kasi with our friend uh, King Tom, where we talk about Star Wars video games. And next week, a brand new show will debut on the Patreon. A new special secret project that's been sort of in the works that will feature a guest host that I assume, I suspect, quite a few of you will be interested in. So... If you are interested, check it out. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to all our patrons. You guys are the best and we appreciate you so much. Absolutely. 
So, buddy, like I was saying at the beginning, there is not a lot. <laughs> Here going at on the this Blue week. Harvest podcast, we can't always guarantee you that there will be Star Wars news. That's why when it's light on the news, we dig way into our personal past oh boy, to howdy. bring you the most entertaining stories from our history. I don't know how entertaining people might will actually find them, but I do my I best. I find it entertaining. <laughs> I do, do my you know, best. To a, a large degree, so I imagine someone else likes the sound of it. Um, I can imagine little halls and Boy Scouts. I like that. I like that story. It was kind of like exploding shit with a firecracker. You know what? I it mean, was. It doesn't get any better. It's you like know, a Wonder what, Years plotline. You know what? It was kind of like. Uh, it was like that. One of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Stand by Me. Yeah, with Will yeah. Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell when he was a big boy, and Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. River Phoenix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot like that. Oh, before I let let the before I forget to add this one thing, and this also has a Star Wars reference in it. So sometimes I can pull a story out of my butt that's got at least a, a, a minor connection to Star Wars. The kid Benji that shit on the latrine floor, real asshole, right? Just one of those kids that was a real asshole. He was even a couple years younger than me. And this kid always ragged on me about my weight. And Uh I liked Star Wars. So you know what he liked to call me? Jabba the Hutt. Mm. Right? Oh, that's too easy. So the first day of uh, summer camp rolls around. And, you know, one of my favorite activities to do is swim. So I am planning on doing some swimming at summer camp. Well, they don't just let you jump off into the lake at summer camp and go willy-nilly. They sort of test your swimming ability, and they do that by troop. So we're all standing in line, getting ready to go swim. Benji's in line in front of me, and he is just, he thinks it. he's Don Rickles up in this bitch, right? Like oh, he is no. talking about how I'm fat, how I'm handicapped. There's no way I'm going to be able to swim. I'm going to be, cause there's like three tiers. There's like, you know, the kids that really can't swim, they can just kind of go out into the water that's up to their knees. <laughs> then there's the second, yeah. the second tier where like it's a little deeper, but they're constantly monitored. And then there's the third tier, which is beyond the pier, which is kind of just like you're a strong swimmer, you know, swim as much as, as far as you want in this lake. Right. The minnows, the guppies, and the barracudas. Kind of, right? And he is just ragging on me, dude. And I'm like, all right, man. Talk your shit. Talk your shit, my dude. We'll see what happens. And guess who was in the tier three? And guess who ended up in the (laughs) tier one? Benji was in the tier one. I was in the tier three. And let me tell you, I did not let that go unaddressed. Guess who's on the the roast dais now? Cracking the jokes. Oh yeah. Uh, was this after the kid shit in the floor? No, he shit in the floor later in the week. I was about to say I would have not let that go. I was like, I would have been like, how hard is it to shit in the shitter? Is that well, hard for you, buddy? Like, you know, I am, I am a pretty calm dude, but don't push me. Cause I'm close to the edge <laughs> trying not to lose my head. Ha 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 ha. So 
Don't give me a reason. Yeah, don't give me a reason, my dude. And don't give me ammo if you're an asshole to me, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, because took, it's going to be coming. I took full advantage, let's just say. Um, You know what happened this week? Something that seemed like it was never going to happen because it got delayed like a million times, but the new Lego The Skywalker Saga finally released. I have seen a bunch of real like hardcore fans that have been really uh, looking forward to it coming out, posting memes and, and screenshots and quips about it. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to check it out. I have not gotten it yet, but only because I've still got this weight on my back called Elden Ring. I do not want, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, the Elden Ring is so fucking huge yeah. and I've put so much time into it. I need to beat that before I move on to another game, even if it is just a Lego game. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I can't wait to play it. But I just, I have this that I have to do. Once that's taken care of, I'll gladly move on to Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. You know what I mean? But the, what is, uh, what's making me really happy is it seems to be reviewing pretty well. That's what I was going to say. Everything I've seen has been positive, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. As of right now, it's sitting at like an 83 out of a hundred on Metacritic with an 8.9 user score that's pretty that's pretty good score like right Uh like it's not necessarily game of the year category but it's high um and then some uh some general so like just to break it down for you out of 47 (coughs) quote-unquote professional critic reviews on Metacritic, it has 43 positive ratings and four mixed ratings, zero negative ratings. So it seems like if you're a fan of Star Wars, if you're a fan of Lego, if you're a fan of Star Wars Lego video games, this is probably going to be right up your alley. Right. Um, just some highlights. Uh, this comes from Impulse Gamer. Ultimately, if you like the Lego series of games, then there's a high probability that you will like this. If you also like Star Wars films, then it should be high on your list of items to purchase. Um, this comes from Play.com, I guess. Skywalker, Skywalker Saga is one of the best, if not the best, Lego games we experienced. It's content-filled. It evolved its combat and gameplay, and it's just gigantic in scale and atmosphere that will be a delight for all Lego Star Wars fans alike. Um, and that seems I would have to agree. That just seems to be the general consensus. So, uh, you know, there was some controversy and outcry about this game obviously the amount of times it got delayed and stuff um, was a factor in that and you have to imagine that some of that definitely had to do with covid as has been the case with a lot of video games and one of the things i respect about lego is their attention to detail and getting it right and like i don't mind well it's tt games you know that's the developer that has been in charge of all these lego games and i see um, the Lego games, I'll be honest with you, 
I've enjoyed quite a few of them. I've played all the Star Wars ones. I've played, you know, the Marvel one or one of the Marvel ones, one of the DC ones, and they're all always fun. They always have a ton of unlockable characters and little secrets and in jokes and stuff. <clears throat> That's kind of the appeal to me. Um, but the formula was starting to get a little stale, if I'm going to be honest with you. It was kind of I mean, just yeah. like the same game updated with different graphics and reskinned for a different universe, you know? Platform, collect the bricks. Platform, yeah. collect the bricks. And, you know, I'm sure that formula holds true in this, but it seems like it's been updated and iterated on enough that it feels somewhat fresh, not to mention that you're playing through nine movies of Star Wars content. And the entirety of Star Wars story. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And they've already <laughs> got plans for Mandalorian and Bad Batch and Rogue One themed additions to the game and stuff. So that's all well and good. That's all cool. Now, I will say uh, another thing, you know, that came out, I want to say when the release date, it was earlier this year when the release date finally got announced. Um, some people that work for TT Games spoke privately to different games journalists and sort of detailed that the experience of working on this game was not great. Lots of what they call crunch, which is like mandatory extreme overtime um, yeah. for extended periods of time and stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, no, it doesn't seem like it was made under the best circumstances, and that was a shame. What I'm hoping the is... The messed up thing about that is... No, go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead. I was just saying, crunch is... When you remove someone's off day... Mm -hmm. Like, off days are incentives to work. You know, like, you can keep a steady pace because you're working towards that off day. When you remove off days, there is no incentive to maintain a work. Why work hard? When you're never going to get a break, all you're going to have to do is work. So you might as well just work, you know, at half speed. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you're never going to get a day off anyway. Uh, I, I feel like it's negative. Like it, it oh. doesn't encourage product productivity. Like it almost hinders productive productivity. You know, I, it, I don't. <clears throat> I, I totally agree. I think it is absolutely negative. I think there's no other way to view it as but negative i mean you're talking about making and i don't know the uh, i can't exactly recall the details of what the circumstances were at tt games while they were making the uh, skywalker saga mm -hmm. but you know there were instances of people that worked on like red dead redemption 2 for instance working 80 or 100 hour weeks and shit right. and right. like that shit's rough, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that's not sustainable. You know, it's, you're going to burn that employee out. It quickly. is not a, uh, it's not a problem that is solely related to this studio. It is a, is a problem, a wider problem in the gaming industry. And thankfully yeah, over the I last industry wide, that's crazy. Over the last couple of years, it's become, more reported on and and more talked about so hopefully we can see some change in that because you know me the listeners know me i know you i love a good video game man 
I'm not exactly comfortable with people having to work 80 or 100 hours to get that video game on my hard drive. If it means I got to yeah. wait a little bit longer to play some video game I'm excited about, that's a personal sacrifice I'm willing to make. Do you know how many uncompleted games I have in my backlog? I can play yeah, that right. shit while I'm waiting for fucking Lego Skywalker Saga to come out. Yeah. So, um, so uh, the other sort of big news this week is we're finally starting to get some information on uh, panels and stuff that are going to be going on during Star Wars Celebration. You know, Star Wars Celebration is like a month and a half, sort of closer to two months away. It's at the end of May. And this week they've announced three of the big panels because, you know, Star Wars Celebration always has there's so many panels and then there's like the big ones, like the ones that are like, oh shit. For instance, the first one I went to in Orlando, the opening panel, the big first panel was the Star Wars 40th anniversary panel. Uh, the next big one was the Last Jedi panel. Uh, the one in Chicago kicked off with the Episode Nine panel. And then there was a Mandalorian panel and a Jedi Fallen Order panel and a Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel and so on and so forth, right? Well, <clears throat> we got some news. So first up, on May 26th, they are uh, having a sort of catch-all live-action Star Wars panel. And this is what they said. Star Wars Celebration opens with a must-see showcase that will kick off the weekend's festivities in the hyperdrive. Thursday, May 26, Lucasfilm's current crop of live-action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. Stay tuned for even more panel announcements coming soon. Um, so... <clears throat> that's going to be of big interest to a lot of people, I think. Uh, I know friend of the podcast, Catherine Neen, will be very excited about the possibility of Andor information. Um, you know, K Kenobi will be very interesting because it premieres like the next day or at midnight that night or whatever. Yeah. Um, and obviously, The Mandalorian, we're very excited about. I wonder... What else is going to be on that panel? Are we going to hear anything about Rogue Squadron? Are we going to uh, hear anything about Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie? Are ooh. we going to hear anything about the this rumored Damon Lindelof Star Wars movie? Uh, what about Ryan Johnson's trilogy? You know what I mean? There's so much stuff out there. This this. Uh, uh, Disney Plus project that's got the code name Grammar Rodeo or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that is. right. And there's another. Um, I fully believe that this panel will not only be devoted to Obi Wan Kenobi and or and the Mandalorian, and in a second you'll see why. I'm pretty uh, firmly firm in that belief, but. I don't know. I just don't know, man. If Rogue One is going to meet the the date that is set for 20, 
shit, is that next year that's supposed to come out, 2023? I think it is. I can't keep this straight, shit straight anymore because it's moved so much, but I think there's still yeah. a live-action Star Wars movie on the release schedule for December of next year. If that's really supposed to come out then, they got to get working on that shit soon. <laughs> I was about to say, there needs to be some hype and some marketing starting soon. Uh, I don't, I mean, you know. I mean, at least a teaser trailer a year out. Maybe a year out. Maybe a year out there could be a teaser trailer. Um, But the, you know, the real true hype marketing will be in the months leading to that. You know, not two years out. Um, yeah, but like your next live action Star Wars movie, that's going to be huge because it's going to be the next one after, you know, well, it's the first one since hopefully the it's huge. Star Wars saga. Ended. Yeah, hopefully it's huge. Like the concept of Rogue One is something I'm very or not Rogue One, Rogue Squadron is something I'm really into. I loved the Rogue Squadron books back in the day. What up? You know, loved the games. A x-wing or or, or starfighter pilot focused star wars movie sounds really fucking cool to me honestly though it it was something i always kind of figured they might do as like a live action show um Mm. is that uh, my question is is that a big enough movie to bring star wars back into theaters after what by the time it comes out will be four years since the rise of Skywalker, I don't know. I don't know. What if it's a Mandalorian movie? I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool. I I don't know that. So always, you know, when when Kathleen Kennedy talked at the the investors meeting a couple years ago and was talking about how like you know we've got the Mando and all these spinoff shows and they're going to culminate in this big event, I kind of wondered if that would be a movie or if that would be like you know its own final disney plus miniseries or whatever if it was if it would to be if it were to be a movie and it would be theatric theatric we were doing good so far theatrically released i don't know that 20 like december next year is probably too quick because we still need to That's see right. at least Mando season three, a season of Ahsoka. Like, you know, there's, uh, it might be a little too soon for it to be the 2023 movie. <clears throat> um, but that's not the only uh, panel that they have announced. Uh, they also announced the makers of The Mandalorian are coming to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. We are excited to announce that the Mandalorian creator John Favreau and executive producer Dave Filoni will make their first Star Wars celebration appearance since the premiere of the Mando Disney Plus series. The, ba- the, the panel called Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, will take place Saturday, May 28th, and feature the duo alongside special guests for a look back and a special look at what's to come okay so now we've got our big panel for friday and our big panel for saturday the fact that the mandalorian is getting its own separate panel from that other live action panel is partially why i think there's going to be more 
at that live action panel than just Kenobi and or Mando. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. Um, this, this one stings a little bit not going to celebration because the Mandalorian panel at Celebration 2019 is one of my favorite Star Wars memories of all time. Like, oh, man. unless <laughs> unless all the damage I've done to my brain cells ravages my brain in old age, it is one of those things that I think I'll always remember. It was just, there was so much excitement. You know, you know how much I love Mandalorians and it was our first look at a Disney Plus series and we got to see an extended scene and IG-11 was in it and I didn't even know it was IG-11 at the time. And, oh uh, you know, just, and, and, and like tons of people of our friends and listeners were coming up and they would be like, I know you are so excited right now. And I was like, you <clears throat> are correct. I am so excited right now. <clears throat> but... Regardless, I'll be excited for all my friends that get to go, and I'm sure they'll report back on anything fucking cool that happens. You know, some of this stuff may or may not be on the Star Wars Celebration live streams. If they even, I assume they will because they have for the last several, but um, not everything is always included in the live stream, as, especially if it's not necessarily a trailer they show but it's like a scene or something um they might black that out for the the live stream they've done that in the past in oh, fact you know the scene that they showed at the mandalorian panel in chicago was not broadcast on the live stream and then okay. one more panel uh the calvary has arrived on sunday may 29th Join host David Collins as he invites Star Wars The Bad Batch executive producers Brad Rao and Jen Corbett, who also serve as supervising director and head writer, respectively, story editor Matt Michnovitz, and actor D. Bradley Baker, The Bad Batch, and Michelle Ang, Omega, to discuss highlights from the first season of the acclaimed series, as well as some exciting hints of what's to come in season two so now okay we've got the big panel on thursday big panel on saturday big panel on sunday uh i would not be surprised if they show the first episode of season two of bad batch at this panel because celebration passed they've shown the first episode of the upcoming season of Rebels. They showed the first episode of the second season of Resistance at their panels. That's kind of been how those have gone in the past. Uh, yeah. So that is fucking cool. And it should put our buddy, I believe it was Josh that called in last week that was worried that they had quietly shelved Bad Batch season two. Remember? He was like, you guys yes. got to help me out. I'm real nervous about Bad Batch season two. Yeah. This should <clears throat> quiet those fears. He should be all right. Calm. Yeah. Um, now, this does leave a hole in the schedule. Like I said, we got the panel for Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. That Friday panel is not filled. I almost guarantee it will be a Jedi Fallen Order 2 panel. Okay. 
that game, uh, by all accounts, is at least planned to come out this year. You know, could end up slipping to spring of next year or something like that. They debuted the first trailer for the first game at Star Wars Celebration 2019. I'm telling you, Friday they're going to have a big Fallen Order panel. They may even do just, like a, a Star Wars video games panel with all these other announced games. I think it was last week we brought it up, but they added Cal Kestis' saber to the ones you could get, I guess, at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, the Legacy Sabers. Yeah, the Legacy Saber. And uh, I thought that that was interesting, you know, because, you know, Disney doesn't do anything unplanned. It would make sense that that would butt up against. Well, the interesting thing about Cal's Saber being added to um, the Legacy Sabers at Disney is that was actually a fan vote. Like, they put up some sort of poll about, out of this list of sabers, which would you like to see us make for Galaxy's Edge? And it took a while. I want to say it took over a year, maybe even two, before wow. it was it finally showed up. But I guess know, I had just assumed because he was there with it in the picture in the article I was reading. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not... They definitely made it, but they made it because it's right. the one that won the vote. Um, the fan vote. And I think like Kanan Saber was among them, and I can't remember the other ones, but it did win the fan vote. <clears throat> um, so that, uh, that'll also be really cool. We could end up getting, if that do- that game does ship before the end of the year, we could end up getting Fallen Order 2 and a new Star Wars Lego game in the same year. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. No yeah. more just one Star Wars game every now and then. Let's kick that this shit awesome. in the high gear, my dude. Right. So that's kind of my thoughts. I mean, obviously, I think uh, there will be an Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary panel for sure. Because that's this year. I'm sure there will be all kinds of other awesome panels, but they're sort of getting the big ones out there now. Um, and by the time this comes out, by the time you're listening to us, this, they, they may have already announced another one because they announced the live action panel yesterday and then the Mando panel and the Bad Batch panel. They both announced those today. So I imagine... There's going to be a lot of Star Wars celebration news coming over the next couple of weeks as it gets closer and closer to the actual event. And that, my awesome. dude, that, my dude, is it. That's the breadth of all the Star Wars news. That's it. I literally had to, like, pontificate about panels I won't even be going to for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> I had to talk about blowing up a dude's feces. Oh, well, we didn't have to, but we chose to. And I, for one, I'm glad we did. Hey, me too, man. I don't know how many people will agree with that sentiment, but how many times do you get to hear an exploding poop story? You I mean, know, you could count them on your hand in life. One, you know, they always say, you know, every. Every episode you could rec- you record could potentially be someone's first episode that they listen to. And yeah. God bless you if this is your first episode of Blue Harvest. You probably haven't even made it this deep. <laughs> I realize um, 
in some ways we're like the Elden Ring of Star Wars podcast where like it's tough it's a tough ask <laughs> it's a tough ask my dude so if you made it this far we appreciate you um this isn't that this isn't that far from uh the norm i guess so uh, it's pretty it's pretty on brand pretty on brand I hate to admit you want to hear from a couple of buddies before we call it an evening let's do it the only jedi master who can crash box running around slaying bitches with his cock head he's a big surian stud he loves to split chicks with his pud kitty cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls kitty cockhead what you gonna do when he comes on you now he's a jedi council stooge but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow cockhead All right, guys. Hey, hear me out. If you want to be part of the podcast, how about you send an email? or a voicemail to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We really love hearing from our buddies. Ignites our mind grapes. Get some sizzling. Um, We just got a couple this week. This week, we're going to kick it off. King Kong ain't got shit on King Tom Chansky, (laughs) the king of all Toms, Tom Chansky. It's a big week around here. My son is really excited because he's waited patiently, as have a number of other Star Wars fans, waited patiently for Lego Star Wars. And according to him, the wait is worth it. It does look like a cool game. I'm going to be honest with you, though, you know, I, and I think I've mentioned this before, while I appreciate the Lego Star Wars stuff, and I'll watch it and enjoy it, it's, it's not my thing. You know, Lego, eh. It's okay. Um, it's entertaining enough, and you know, sometimes when when there's nothing else Star Wars going on, it's 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 okay to throw on or, or watch if something's coming out. But I, I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those people who, you know, runs out screaming in happiness whenever there's a new Star Wars Lego thing. But that's just me. But it it, it does have me wondering because you know, Lego and Star Wars have been good for each other. Um, the, the, and obviously I'm not an expert, but I, I, I recall hearing that Lego, the company was in some financial trouble or not doing so great. And then they got the star Wars license and that led to a number of other licensed properties that have made a ton of money for them. Good for them. And for star Wars, you know, it's a, it's a relatively cheap and easy, sometimes quick, sometimes not quick way to get star Wars content out that, brings you know uh, people especially a lot of young people in so again they're good for each other my question for you though is if you know something happens tomorrow and you know magnus von lego calls up kathleen kennedy offends her says the deal is off if the two companies had to end their relationship which company 
would hurt more, Lego or Star Wars? Um, personally, I, th I think Lego would. I think Lego needs Star Wars a little bit more. Yeah, they have some other licenses, but Star Wars appears to be one of the big ones. Not only do they do toys, they also do cons consistently do shows and, and things like that. Um, where, yeah, Star Wars would lose, you know, a licensee that, that they, they put very little work into, um, makes content that, that, that gives them money. But I think maybe they could they would be able to redirect some efforts, make up that money somewhere else. The attention they might not get as well. Um, but you know, it's a toss up. I, I think Star Wars would, would come out better, but having said that yeah so i want to know if if i'm wrong what you guys think about that but i i do think i'm happy they have each other i think they're good for each other and you know let the lego content keep coming just as long as we get real star wars stuff too anyway thanks for listening thanks for a great podcast i'll talk to you later um that's an interesting question that he raises realistically uh, Lego probably would hurt more losing Star Wars than Star Wars would hurt losing Lego. Now, to play devil's advocate, I don't know. You want to make build your own toy sets? Are you going to take it to Mega Bricks? You going to be the Playmobil? Mega Constructs. You going to do? The, yeah, like what you like. Lego is your spot. I think the technical nature of building starships and all the cool vehicles within Star Wars lends itself to the nature of the the lego brick system like I, I really think the two kind of it's kind of peanut butter and chocolate you know on yeah. that one oh clearly the two things work really well too with each other lego and star wars that's clear and i'm glad they make additional media you know but i feel like maybe where the money is at really when it comes to star wars is in you know selling the sets and oh, even yeah. the collectible sets lots of star wars fans you know are collector toy collectors and lego is a toy and a, a premium one at that to collect you know some of those sets are uh, you know, limited edition lego is reserve right so, so uh, again the money is that I, I think i think everybody's working out i guess is what i'm i think realistically saying. both would just be fine you know it's not like because Lego works with so many other properties and then they've got their own thing, their own original stuff. I think they'd be fine and, you know, I th obviously I think Star Wars would be fine without Lego. So I don't know that either one of them would necessarily come out on top, you know. Or um, either be devastatedly hurt. Right. You know, without right. the other. <clears throat> you know, um, I was kind of resistant to not the sets, like when they started bringing out Star Wars Lego sets, I was like, it took you guys this long. Cause I remember being a kid and like just having a, a plastic bin full of random Lego. Right. And oh, yeah. Making the trying, random vehicles with, yeah. Trying to Frankenstein together a, a, a X Wing or a TIE Fighter and it never looked Spice right. Up. You know what I Spice mean? Up. Like, yep. <laughs> trying my best though to scrape something together. So I definitely remember being real excited, real excited to see Star Wars Lego. Um, and I didn't get a Star Wars Lego set for the longest time, just because yeah. at the time, you know, if I was going to spend whatever money I had at the time on Star Wars stuff, it was probably going to be figures or something like that, right? Um, I, I never got one. 
Yeah, I the first Star Wars Lego set I ever got was a Millennium Falcon that was on clearance, and I was in college, and I was living at the house. Like, our roommate Bryce came home and was like, Walmart has the giant, not the obviously not the giant one, like the $800 one, but at the one at the right. time that would have been considered the giant Millennium Falcon Lego. He was like, they yeah. have that on clearance at Walmart for like 30 bucks. And buddy, Whoa. you have never seen someone throw a wheelchair in the trunk of a Toyota Corolla faster and oh my goodness. tear ass to Walmart. Put it all together fucking loved it and it was you know what actually i didn't live at that house i lived at my apartment in i can't it was at the the townhouses that we both lived at yeah. separately, whatever those were called yeah. they're not the commons not the university commons because no. that's the apartments but no, it was the the other place something hollow glen hollow glen hollow glen hollow yeah <clears throat> and i had it and it was sat on my computer desk and i thought it was so fucking cool and when I went to move to the house, uh, our buddy Jeff, Jeff Ling, was like, oh, you should just put the completed Millennium Falcon in the box and close the box and transport it that way. And I was like, cool, man. I'm just worried about dropping it. And so um, these guys are helping me move. And sure enough, what get what gets dropped and just blows up into a million lego pieces the lego millennium falcon and then like a year or two later jeff is like hey did you ever put that the millennium falcon together and i was like funny you should ask guess who lost the instructions this guy and jeff was like oh i think i could probably just put it back together and this dude reassembled the lego millennium falcon without instructions <laughs> oh wow it was like some a beautiful mind shit <laughs> it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen so much so that i was like buddy you should just keep that that should be just crazy though. smart like that he is man i wish i wish i was smart like that me too i try to think and nothing happens I'm over here with my caveman brain cook food with fire yeah um but yeah that's uh that was my first lego set and then i put together the giant republic cruiser not well it's from the prequels like i the remember predecessor. helping you put together the yeah the, the republic cruiser the clone cruiser yeah it's like the predecessor to star destroyer yeah, uh, and then obviously I put together the Ultimate Collectors Slave One that took forever, and yeah. I've gotten some little I put together sets. the Kid Slave One that took forever. I've gotten some smaller sets since since then. Like there was the set that came with Kiati Mundi, and I was like, "Well, I got to get that." <laughs> just, yeah, just for that dude alone. And then I've got like um. I've actually got an unbuilt Lego set sitting here on the table right now. It's one of the smaller one or two. What is this thing called? It is the, uh, where's the name? I'll be damned if I can't find the name. It's they the one with all them. the different Mandalorians. It's like mandalorian huh. battle pack is what it's called and it's Ooh, got like cool. four different mandalorians it's from the scene on navarro and 
uh, Mando season one where they come and rescue him uh, and help him and little Grogu escape. And it's got all the different Mandalorians in there too. Yeah, it's got like four or five different little Mandos. Like of the, cool. the tertiary Mandos. It doesn't have like Mando in it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have Din Djarin, but it's got the other guys. Does it got the Vizsla? <laughs> mm, I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. I think these are just four of the other Mandalorian homies. They look cool as shit, though. I'm going to tell you. Background homies. Yeah, background homies. That's what that, that set should just be called Mandalorian background homies. Background homies. Yep. <clears throat> um, but like back to King, King Tom's question, since I went on a bit of a side street there, I think Lego would be fine. You know, I think Star Wars would be fine. Uh, they could go to mega constructs, I guess, if they wanted to, unless they just got out of the, you know, construction toy game completely. And they're like, this is just yeah. not an area we want to do. Cause I know like back in the day, like the snooty kids might be like, uh, mega constructs. Who wants mega constructs? But they do some cool shit now. They've got like but say, they've the, got some in, some IPs that mm-hmm. that's uh, they have Halo. They know? have they Halo. Have Halo right? They have Masters of the Universe. And yep. those little Masters of the Universe Mega Constructs minifig figures are so fucking cool. The Mega Constructs cool. uh Castle Grayskull is fucking sick. So, you know, maybe, whew, man, that mega construct stock would be going up if they got the Star Wars license. Maybe. What do I know? All right. Next up, we've got an email, and this is from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. We had another pretty quiet week so far, but watch a bunch of stuff come after come out after I send this message. Boy, Sam, I wish that is what had happened. Let me get straight to the point of my message this week. I have felt like I have been slowly getting burnt out on streaming lately. I love Star Wars and Marvel stuff, but I just have been feeling less interested than before when it comes to stuff like Moon Knight. Have you guys felt felt in a similar way? At what point would you feel a little burnt out on streaming? I love all of these projects and still wake up on Wednesdays looking forward to new content, but does it seem like stuff is kind of just running together? Do you think we'll ever get like a year break in the future between shows or something? It just seems like companies have fully embraced streaming and aren't ending anytime soon. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it all. I'm also finished. I also finished listening to Blue Harvest Adventures this week, and damn, what a time it was! I feel like it should be considered to be on the level of the Andor series that Catalyst was for Rogue One. I really hope to see some more of Ran, Arden, and the rest of the crew in the show. I'm just kidding, but I do hope you guys are able to get that back, that show back up again. Keep up the awesome work, and thanks for everything. Best wishes, Sam. Really am glad you enjoyed that, buddy. Yeah. Um, we enjoyed making that. So, I don't know that I'm necessarily burnt out on streaming, but it is getting to a point where there's just so much. It's a concept. I I believe it's called choice paralysis. Yes. To where you have so many options. The, the whole concept of, of scrolling through Netflix 
for an hour looking for something to watch and inevitably deciding you're not going to watch anything because you just spend an hour trying to decide. Yeah, I hate that shit, man. There's there's Um, not much more. Like, there's so I think part of the reason I haven't necessarily gotten uh, burnt out on streaming is because I can watch stuff while I work at home. So as much content as there is available, I'm sort of happy to consume, but it has gotten to the point where I can't decide on what to watch. And I hate scrolling through and there's so many different streaming services now. So like scroll through Netflix, can't decide scroll through HBO max. Can't decide Disney plus is the one app that I go to with like, a singular mission like lately it's been a yeah. oh, holy shit let's go watch moon Knight. i'm real excited for that or obviously if there's new star wars stuff you know that's destination number one um but there's so much stuff like you know i still haven't gotten around to watching squid game and it's not because i don't think i wouldn't like it or have anything against the show it's just uh, there's so there much there is so much there's so much i haven't watched the, the second season of The Witcher. I haven't watched all of Peacemaker. Uh, you know, I'm still slowly working through Peacemaker. So, yeah. It, it we more... live in a time where media is changing, like right right in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's there's a glut of media to, to be consumed. And these media companies are fighting each other out to see who can... Uh, snag the most subscriptions mm-hmm. and to do that you have to compete on quantity and quality of media that you produce absolutely so there is this never-ending game of one-upsmanship that's being played and that's why there is so much it's just a change of the times you know i understand and there may be some nostalgia there where you miss everyone gathering around the cable television once a week you know, to see the show and talk about having watch parties, you know, like I understand that. Um, but this is just a, a, a change of the times, you, you know, know, to get that it, when you get bored with streaming, go see a movie and then, you know, maybe streaming becomes more spicy because it's not a movie. Yeah. You know, that's definitely something I like about how, certain streaming services do it like Disney plus like HBO max and so on and so forth where they, it's a, it's a one a week. And obviously uh-huh. in a lot of ways that benefits them from a, a financial standpoint, because you know, if they put every episode of the Mandalorian up at once, people could just subscribe could a, for a month, binge it and then cancel their subscription. That's uh, right. If they release it week by week, then a, it keeps the conversation going where every week the show gets brought up, there's more conversation about it, and and right. the cycle continues. Whereas, like, look, I get really excited when, like, a new ep- uh, season of Stranger Things comes out. I watch that in, like, a weekend or two weekends or something, and then it's a three-year wait till the next season to the point where I can't even really remember what happened the season before. Same thing with something like Cobra Kai, another show I really enjoy, but tear through it as soon as it comes out. And then when the next season comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what was going on, you know? 
So I don't know, man. I don't know. There's just so much stuff that appeals to me particularly or that I'm interested in particularly that I just don't have the time required to watch it all. Yeah. Agreed. I wish Lost would come back. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about you and shows you like mm. to watch with people. Fuck me. Did I enjoy Lost. that? Game of the, Game of Thrones was like that. Yep. Game of Thrones night was really fucking cool, man. Like, I, even, I don't think. Even if the even show shit now? the bed at the end, in my opinion. Yeah. The just the anticipation of Sunday night coming around and Jesse and I would either have friends over or we'd go to a friend's house, we'd switch it up every week to watch Game of Thrones. Like I remember Miss Bone making the themed snacks yep. and treats. Every once a year she would break out the Game of Thrones cookbook and cook stuff from it and that was always fun. Yeah, and, and like that's what we'd do. We'd all like do different snacks and it was just a good time man i do miss that i don't I do think george rr R. martin will ever finish those books i don't think you well welcome to a crowd of millions buddy like you're definitely not alone in thinking that i think <laughs> he's quite obviously over it like he's just over i don't think Song that of Ice and Fire. i don't think it's that he's over it i think he's unsure of what to do <laughs> i think it's more that, that than being over it yeah and i mean there's so much anticipation and expectation for it like i get not even wanting to fuck with it like i'd really rather you know he loves westeros so he's like oh, i'd rather fuck around over here in westeros or over here yeah well guys that's gonna do it for us this week thanks for recording with me buddy oh dude thanks for having me on hey guys if you haven't already Take a firecracker and stuff it into Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. Just leave us a five-star like review the on views and Below that five-star review all over. Yes. <laughs> all our, over the ceilings, the walls. <laughs> Get it everywhere. Um, so please leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And if you enjoy video games and you want to hear me and our buddy Steve talk about them, check out the High Potion podcast. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a good time. And uh, please, please, please give us something cool to talk about next week. I am almost convinced we're going to be in Star Wars News Desert until Celebration. And then we're going to have to be like, oh shit, Celebration News and Obi-Wan? There's so much to talk about. What do we do? You know what I mean? That's all happening at the same time. Celebration think, and Obi-Wan. And... I think Ewan McGregor has forehead moles removed. But that's not going to take up a whole hour next week. <laughs> well... Look, if you can put together a presentation about Ewan McGregor's Ewan McGregor, his forehead moles and the removal of such moles, buddy, I'll hear it out. We've done weirder shit. So I remember the, the size of her palm. The size of Daisy Ridley's palm. It wasn't the size of her palm. 
it was the spread of her fingers the ability she had and how far she could spread her fingers apart all right it wasn't the you size just... of the phone i just think she had an impressive finger spread as a whole man look at the spread of that palm until next week this has been blue harvest <laughs> i'm halls burkhart and i'm will Wood. may the force be with you may the force be with all of you may the force be with us <laughs> <laughs>